about that when I finished praying. I was reading somewhere that last time when we went to, uh, when was it, 91, when we had the Gulf War, that there was like uh, 10 Holy Spirit-filled chaplains was all that were sent. But that this time, like 200 and something Holy Spirit-baptized chaplains went. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't even know where I read that, but I was reading that somewhere. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I mean, God's doing marvelous things over there, isn't he? Did they get that statue down? I never did see it. They did get it down. Well, they was hitting on it with sledgehammers and tying ropes around it and everything. I thought, y'all aren't going to get that down that way. So I'm glad to know they got it down. Amen. I keep thinking I need to let kids go or something, but we're not having children's church, so we'll just get started tonight. I want to read a prophecy to you before we start, okay? Could I read a prophecy to you? It said, the enemy would endeavor to steal from you the blessings of God. The enemy would endeavor and will invade your homes, your lives, and your marriages. But to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Intercede against the powers of darkness. Don't stop in your praying because things seem to change just a little bit. Keep on interceding until the full answer materializes or the entire burden lifts. Don't settle for 75% victory. Don't even settle for 90 or 99% victory, but settle for nothing less than 100% victory, deliverance from darkness. And then I could hear the, yay, that's it, I could hear the Spirit of God within my spirit saying, the end of the age, the end of the age is coming upon this generation. The powers of darkness, the forces of evil are rampant as never before, and they will be increased in intensity and velocity, and even many Christians will see and look upon those things and say there's no use, and throw up their hands in futility and say, well, I guess it's all over. We'll just have to hold on and pray that Jesus will come shortly, for the devil is about to take over everything. But thus saith the Lord, in this day I am searching through the body of Christ to enlist soldiers in the army of prayer. And I will raise up a new band, I'll raise up a new army that will know how to intercede against the powers of darkness. And the light will dispel the darkness and the truth will set men free. And prayer and intercession will break the bands that binds men's minds and spirits and bodies. Yea, there are those that will learn to take their place and hurriedly. It must be hurriedly. It must be quickly. It must be that they learn and that they enter in quickly to stand against the forces of darkness and evil that will come against the land that will come against the church that will come that would come against the home that would disrupt and destroy all that is good and that God has endorsed but the hand of the Lord is upon those who will listen and the urge of God is in the spirit of those who are attentive and the spirit of God will help you to pray do not try to do it yourself though there must be labor on our part yet at the same time rest in him and let the spirit flow through you like a river like a mighty wave let it flow through you give vent unto those innermost groanings and let them escape your lips take time to get alone and to wait sometimes not even say anything but on the inside of you there is an agonizing flowing out of your spirit by the holy spirit to the great spirit the father of spirits and thou shalt be sustained and thou shalt be kept and thy family and thy home shall be sure and steadfast and thy children shall grow up strong and stalwart in the lord and they shall have no fear Amen. Was that a good prophecy? Boy, was that, did y'all think that was so applicable for today? Well, I wanted to tell you that prophecy was given in 1980. And I thought, that is just was so interesting to me that in 1980 that prophecy came forth. It was so appropriate for today. 
And so if God was doing all those things in 1980, just think how much more intensified he is in all those things today. How much more he's calling us to prayer. Hallelujah. How much more he's calling us to stand against the, uh, the forces of darkness. Amen. And how much more he wants to give us the victory. Hallelujah. And we ought not to give up, should we? We ought not to say it's no use. We ought not to say, well, I don't know if my... You know, even when we don't see... Uh, don't matter if we see big results in prayer or not. Uh, uh, hallelujah. God's still using our prayers. We may not have seen it all. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, um, <clears throat> sometimes we, we mess up when we, we go by what we see, don't we? You know, uh, when we have an invitation for salvation and people come up to the front and we say, uh, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? And they say yes. Well, uh, praise God, we pray with them, don't we? And we send them back to their seat and we say, praise God, they got saved. But you can't tell anything by looking at the outside of them. But we'll call the same people up for healing and you receive healing the same way you do salvation. And we'll pray for them, just like we did for salvation. And we'll send them back to their seat. Boy, I just nearly walked on water there. We'll, <laughs> we'll send them back to their seat. Hallelujah. We'll send them back to their seat. And if we don't see something, we'll say, they didn't get healed. And why do we do that? See, if we'd start looking at healing just like we did salvation. And when we sent them back to their seat. We say, just like we say, they're saved, we say, they're healed. They're healed. And teach them that, you, that it's by faith. It's just like salvation. It's by faith. You may not realize it. You know, they may not have felt sparks go off when they got saved. Amen. But they're saved, aren't they? If they did what the Word said. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, we're studying the Word of God tonight. Amen. So our prayers are the same way. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. When we pray in the Spirit, when we pray, I'm telling you, it is changing things, whether we see it right away or not. Amen. And maybe we don't even know what all we're praying out. When you pray in the Spirit, you may not know everything you have uh, <coughs> prayed out right away. Okay. Praise God. So we're, we're getting prepared and we're getting that's what we've been actually the last last Wednesday night and this Wednesday night and we started to do that last Sunday night but we got in a we got in a Holy Spirit flow and and just flowed a different way didn't we but we're talking about being prepared for what's ahead because 2003 is a year to be prepared one one prophet of God said uh, that January through May would be especially months that we would be getting prepared for what would be ahead and uh, talked about what God would do in uh, throughout the rest of the year and so uh, so we've been endeavoring to to preach things that would cause us to be prepared and uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, creating an atmosphere or making a room in the spirit, didn't we? And we talked about atmospheres and how atmospheres affect things. And we know that's true. If we just would think about it in the natural, you know there's a certain atmosphere about going into a bar, isn't there? None of us admitting they've ever been in one in here, so hallelujah. So I'm going to have to use it. But even in a hospital, isn't there a certain atmosphere? Hallelujah. And even like some restaurants, I mean, depending on how much prominence the bar has in a restaurant, uh, it can change the atmosphere of that restaurant. 
You know, somebody said, well, we got a new grill in town. That's what they kept saying to me, down where Harvey's is. And I said, well, and they said, do you want to go? I said, is it a sports bar and grill? Because those have a whole different atmosphere when it's a sports bar and grill. And I don't care for the atmosphere. Amen? Well, I mean, we all make like it. But anyway, so it's, things have atmospheres, don't they? And so we talked about in the church creating atmospheres for God to move and atmospheres for, for miracles to happen and so forth. Uh, Pastor Buzzy called me this morning. He called Pastor, but he got me. And uh, I don't know, he didn't used to talk to me, but the last two times he just like talks to me. And so when Pastor Buzzy talks to you, he starts teaching you stuff. And so I was uh, thinking, you know, of course we've been talking about atmospheres and everything. And he started talking about the glory cloud coming in to his, the services that he was having. And he would see the glory cloud. And I said, well, Pastor Buzzy, I said, how do you get the... Now, he's an, oh, an old-timer. Or, I mean, I mean, he might not like me saying that, but compared to us, he's an old-timer, okay? But anyway, and so he's been around. He's seen more than we have, so we can learn from him. And so I said, well, Pastor Buzzy, how do you get the glory cloud to come in? I said, I was praying about it this morning before you called, and I was praying, and I was telling Lord, Lord, you're no respecter of persons. Now, you know, I want to see the glory cloud. I want the glory cloud to come in. He said, well, have you ever seen it? I said, no, I've never seen the glory cloud. Now, I've been aware of the presence of God, and I've been aware that there were angels in services. I've even been aware that Jesus just saw with my spiritual eye, Jesus walk in and stand right here. But to say I saw it with my natural eye, the glory cloud, you know, where it just actually saw the fog in the room, I had just, I've never seen it. And so he was, he was like telling me, and, and so he got off on telling me how he had seen it and some more. And so I went back and asked him again. I said, now, Pastor Buzzy, how do we get the glory cloud to come in? And he said, well, you got to create an atmosphere for it. And I thought, well, praise God, we're on the right track. Amen. We've been talking about creating atmospheres. And uh, uh, Kevin's been aware of we're making an atmosphere as we praise and worship, aren't we? And, um, and then he talked about, and we're going to talk about this tonight, so I'm telling you this story because of it, because uh, I already had this prepared for Sunday night and then didn't get to deliver it. But he said, you know, you, gotta pray, you, got, to, you got to praise and worship God. He said, we don't know how to praise and worship God a lot of times. Now, he wasn't talking about us, but he's just talking about church in general. And he said, you know, we know how to sing songs, and there's a difference. There's a difference between singing songs and praising and worshiping God. And hallelujah, good to sing songs because songs, we can sing good songs and they can build our faith up, can't they? Or they can, we can sing songs and they can even change the atmosphere somewhat from negative to positive. You know, get the atmosphere over there to a positive note. Get the, you know, get us loosened up. We all come in sometimes on Sunday morning. We come in so stiff or, you know, and it depends if it's spring break. That'll change the atmosphere. I mean, I could feel tonight nobody really was very cooperative. Did you feel that way tonight? You didn't feel? He's not going to say. I mean, I didn't feel like that we were all just flowing like we, you know why? Because it's spring break. It changes the atmosphere. It changes how we feel. You know, uh, I was a school teacher for several years, and we got out at noon on Friday. I don't want to work after noon on Friday. My whole atmosphere about my life changes. Noon on Friday, I just like, I, I can't work. I'm off. I am off work. I am not going to do nothing afternoon on Friday. Why? Because I got out at noon on Friday, and hallelujah, and I needed it. I'd have hurt a kid if I hadn't got out. Amen. Hallelujah. So I praise God. So it's like noon on Friday, something just shuts down. 
Amen. Praise God. Don't want not gonna cook on Friday night. I wouldn't cook on Friday night. Hallelujah. You can't cook on. See, my atmosphere changes. Something in me. And see, we do that in the church. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's an age you pass, ladies, where you just <laughs> something the cooking gene shuts down or something. No, anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, well, it's when the kid moves out. It was when the last kid moved out. That's what happened. And uh, so anyway, uh, uh, the same with the church. You know, there's things that affect us in the atmosphere. You know, we can put, we can move something around in here and it could change the atmosphere. People come in, like Brother Hagen always says, they look at you like a dog with a new pan. And I never knew what that meant till I had my little dog and she kept... Uh, I had her water in a little steel, stainless steel dish. She'd pick that dish up with her teeth and dump that water out all the time. I got so tired of that, so I went to town and got one of those that kind of has that rollover lip that they can't pull. And so the first time I filled that up, she looked at that. And I thought, now I know what Brother Hagen meant, because she's like looking at that, like, what is this? And, uh, and so even in the church, you know, we can move something or, or do something. And even, you know, you can have a guest speaker in that you never had before, and it'll change the atmosphere. Everybody kind of gets... And once they get used to them, about two or three services, it's like, woo, yeah, we can go now, but there we go, we're going to change. Kevin could sing a new song. Guess what? It would... You know, we even tell Kevin, we said, now don't throw two or three new songs at one time because it'll just... The whole service will just go into a tailspin or something, you know, because, you know, it's like we can't handle, it changes our atmosphere, and we have this, we have this attitude, we can't handle that much uh, at one time. And so atmospheres are important, and then there's things we can do to cultivate atmospheres, aren't there? And so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to start at the end of my sermon tonight because the Lord said start at the end instead of the beginning. Of how, and so I know that, so I may, no telling what I may do. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. So one of the things about being prepared uh, is knowing how to, do the, to, to get these atmospheres. We need to know how to get a, a, a healing atmosphere going when, when we're even at home and uh, somebody in our house needs healing. You know, we need to know how to, to change the atmosphere. Uh, I told you last week about, uh, I'm, I'm looking for what I'm looking for. I told you, I'm throwing stuff, well, I don't want that one. <laughs> I'll get it later. Um, I told you last week how Joe Morris, you know, staying in hotels and said he'd get a, a, a CD and put it on and it would change the atmosphere of the hotel. And, you know, a lot of times we do need to change. If we're in a hotel, we need to change the atmosphere. But even in homes, sometimes we need to change the atmosphere in our home. Or maybe not because it's a bad atmosphere, but just get an anointing flowing. You know, and so many times we uh, pray too quick before we get, the, we get the anointing flowing and we get the atmosphere right for God to flow. For God to move. Amen. And so there's ways we can change the atmosphere in our home. You know, if you pray, play praise music in your home, it's going to change the atmosphere, isn't it? There's going to be a different atmosphere than if you've got um, Rock 101 on. Isn't it? Wouldn't that make a difference? Yeah. Hallelujah. I think you all have noticed that. Hallelujah. Um, um, and so uh, there's a lot of different things that we can do to change the atmosphere. Man, if you just read the word out loud, it'll change the atmosphere. 
Faith cometh by hearing, or faith is activated by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so, you know, if I'm kind of mm, not real pumped up, I can just read the Word out loud. And, and after reading, you know, about 10 or 15 scriptures, and I got all the good ones marked in my Bible, so I don't have to read the whole Bible. I just turn to yellow, turn to yellow, turn to yellow, and read them, read them, read them, read them. You know, that's the way God do it. You don't have time to figure out which ones to read. You've got to already know. And so um, uh, reading them out loud will change the atmosphere. All of a sudden, I feel faith rising up in my heart. Praise God. Praying in tongues can change my atmosphere around me. Amen. Change the atmosphere in the church. Glory to God. Y'all agree with all of that? A lot of things we can do to change the atmosphere. Amen. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, one of the things, though, is uh, that's going to change the atmosphere and will create an atmosphere for healing, create an atmosphere for the glory of God to come in, create an atmosphere not just for healing but for God to do anything that He wants to do in a service or for God to move in our homes is for us to praise and worship Him. And like I said, we're not talking about singing. We're not even talking about singing songs, Scripture songs. Hallelujah. I mean, you could sing this is the day and it might not change the atmosphere the way it needs to be changed. But this is the day is a scripture song, isn't it? Or that's what we used to call songs that were based on scripture with scripture songs. So let me just read some, some, some uh, verses about praise to you because we're supposed to praise God. We need to know how to enter into praise and worship. And Pastor talked about being bold. Hallelujah. I think if you, would, if you read the New Testament, you find out they were bold in their praise and worship. Amen? Weren't they? Well, we'll see. Luke 2.13. And suddenly, y'all don't have time to turn because y'all just listen. And suddenly, you might want to jot them down though. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. Hallelujah. So Jesus, when he was born, it started out with praise, didn't it? Luke 2.20, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Luke 19.37, And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. So we know that the Bible is behind loud praying, loud praising, excuse me. Hallelujah. So it's okay to praise God loudly. We don't, you know, hallelujah. And also, also the scriptures, I've just got too many piled here and it don't want to stay. Uh, the scriptures uh, back us up that we praise God. A lot of people want to say, well, you know, praise, that's something you do privately. And prayer, you pray privately. Well, that's not what the Word says. That's not how it was then. Hallelujah. Is it? No, it says, And when he was come nigh, even now, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. In Luke 24, 53, And they were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Continually, not just every once in a while, just had a real move of the Spirit, and they praised and, and blessed God. But they were continually in the temple. Continually in the temple. Over and over they were in the temple, praising and blessing God. Acts 2, 47, Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as should be blessed. I wonder if praise, an atmosphere of praise would cause for us to have more favor on us 
Hallelujah. I believe it would. Romans 15, 11. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. So it's not just for some, is it? He said, all ye people. Acts 16, 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And we know if we read the rest of the story, you would see how the prison doors opened and supernaturally opened, and an angel came, you know? Hallelujah. So when we praise God, it creates an atmosphere for deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hebrews 2.12 saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church, I will sing praise unto thee. So right there in church, I will sing praise unto thee. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, and then we're gonna. I want to read some about worship. Now, praise is praising God for what He's done. I know y'all probably studied this before. And worship is when we worship just because He's God. Praise is for what He's done. Praise God, Hallelujah! You saved us, you Jesus. You went to the cross, Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. You baptized me in the Holy Ghost for what He's done. Worship is just because you're God. God, you're. Oh, we worship you. You're, the, you're God. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. You're God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter if you ever do any, did anything or ever going to do anything again. We still worship you, Lord. Amen. Luke 14, 10. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. Colossians 2.18, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. So we are to reserve all of our worship for God, aren't we? We're not supposed to be worshiping angels or anything like that. Pastor Buzzy said, you know, one time he, about 15 years ago or something, he taught on angels. He said, my God, that's what he said, I'm quoting him. He said, I had people in my church saying, how many angels did you see? I saw one, I saw three, I saw five. He said, they got weird on me. He said, you got to be careful about angels. Hallelujah. Now, if we'll mature and won't get weird, we might see... That's why sometimes God doesn't... A reason I told that is because sometimes God doesn't show us things if we're going to go off and go get weird and flaky over it. Amen? We need to stay with the Word of God, don't we? Hallelujah. And then we see something we don't get weird on. We don't build, we don't build a tabernacle. That's what they... You know, uh, Paul and... Peter, thank you. Peter and John. Yeah, Paul wasn't around yet, was he? Peter and John, when they went up on the Mount of Transfiguration and Jesus was transfigured before them, they said, well, let's build a tabernacle. Well, you know, we've got whole denominations that are based on one little thing God said. That's building a tabernacle on a, and making a doctrine out of something. Amen? And so if you see an angel, you're not supposed to worship it. You're not supposed to build a tabernacle. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Philippians 3.3 3, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Glory to God. So it's not... Um, it, hallelujah. It's not works, is it? It's not circumcision. It's not works. It's worshiping God in the Spirit. And we rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. We're not putting our confidence in... We're not worshiping a man. Amen? We're not putting our confidence in a man. 
Amen. Now, we can follow men, follow their faith. That's what the Word of God says for us to do. But I tell you, we talked about this last week. If any man falls... I'm not going to let it slow me up one bit. I'm not going to be discouraged one bit. I don't care if, if Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, and all the other, I, we're not going to step back one bit, are we? We're not going to be disappointed one day. We're not going to be, no, because we're not putting our confidence in man. We're putting all our confidence in God. We're building all our faith. We're building our faith on the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And not putting any confidence in our own flesh either. We're not looking to our right, own right arm to save us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not our, we're not looking to prosper in our own strength. We're not looking to get healed in our own strength. And you know, we're not putting any, Listen, we don't need to put any confidence in any doctor flesh either. Jesus is the healer. We may have a doctor that can kind of help him get us there, but he's, but he's not... The, no doctor is the healer. Amen. All they can do is treat symptoms, can't they? Jesus is the healer. And I guarantee you, even if they have a pill they can give you that clears it all up, hallelujah, Jesus created the, God created the plants or herbs or whatever that that pill was made out of. It all goes back to God no matter how you look at it. Hallelujah. And so they don't even have a right to, they don't have a right to say anything but that God's a healer. Amen. Well, they're saying that now. I've got an article clipped out of the back of my Bible that was in parade a month ago said, doctors have proved it now. People that get prayed for get healed quicker. They've proved it by, they've done studies now. And the people that get prayed for, people that go to church are healthier, live longer. That's right, they proved it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, one doctor said in that article, he said, uh, I decided that after all these clinical studies have come out, that for me not to give my patients prayer, since prayer is proven if people that are prayed for get healed faster, for me not to give my patients prayer would be the same as withholding a pill that I knew would do them good. So he gives his patients not only medication, but he gives them prayer. Hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah. I'm glad people are waking up, aren't you? What we, what we knew all along. Hebrews 10, 2. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have no more conscience of sin. Worshipers. We're called worshipers in the Bible. We're called worshipers. Hallelujah. Well, we need to worship if we are worshipers. Hallelujah. And we need to learn to, to cooperate with worship and to flow in worship and to, uh, to, to flow as one body, as one unit in worship. Not a few over here flowing and some over here uh, doing something else. And you know, I believe the children ought to be worshipers, don't you? Amen. And one, that's one of the things that we're endeavoring right now to teach them in children's church is that, that God's not just going to... God doesn't want you just when you get older. He wants to use you when you're a little child. Hallelujah. And so the kids are to be worshipers. And all of us are being worshipers. The old and the young, men and women, boys and girls, we're to be worshipers. And we're to learn to flow in worship and to cooperate with worship. To please God with worship. To worship Him in the Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.4 Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So um, uh, I want to encourage you. The pastor was talking about being bold tonight that when we, when we are praising and we are worshipping to let yourself go. Hallelujah. Be free. We're free. You know, we used to sing a song back in charismatic days. I'm free. I'm free. I am free to be a servant of the Lord. Something sort of like that. I'm free. I'm free. I am free to be a servant of the Lord. And the next part line was, he's taught me how to praise him. Hallelujah. Well, that was an important song to us because we'd just come out of the hymnal. Amen. We had just got free. We had been singing first, second, and third. And on revivals, when we had revivals, we sang all six verses. Only on revivals. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, when we had revivals, we would have a special choir leader and a special choir, and they would have a, they had put a little more spizzerinkum into it. I learned that from Brother Hagin. Spizzerinkum. I, I don't know. It means a little more pizzazz in it, you know? Hallelujah. Well, we shouldn't have to have a special choir leader come in twice a year. To get an enthusiasm going about praising God. You know, we'd have about four people in the choir. And then we'd have a revival and we'd and it'd be, let's fill the choir off. And I guess we wanted to impress the evangelists from outside, and so we'd fill the choir off. And then we'd only have four the next week, back to first, second, and third. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we need to, we, we got set free. Hallelujah. We got set free. And Galatians said, you got set free. Why are you going to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage? Hallelujah. We got set free. We can clap. We could raise our hands. We could speak in tongues. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man, we got so excited. Tongues. I mean, we listened to Mike Adkins had a tape. Anybody, I don't know if you might remember this. And he had a song on there about praying in tongues. We would listen to that tape, that, just that song, and cry. Just sit around and cry just because we could, just tongues was so precious to us. Y'all don't, some of you that were born in word of faith and charismatic, you don't know where we come from. And we cry over tongues. I cry listening to that Mike Atkins tape. And we play it at our Bible study. We had a Bible study at home. We'd sit around and cry because we could speak in tongues. Amen? Because we were free. And then you know about 10 years ago, you could charismatic churches, spirit-filled people, started going to pastor's conferences on church growth. And you know what they told us to do? They said, oh, be, um, they call them seeker-friendly churches or uh, seeker churches. Don't have any gifts of the Spirit on Sunday morning. Yeah. Don't have any. And you know, we kind of wrestled with it. Well, I, I, could never, I could never stand it. I couldn't stand it. I could never stand it. 
You know, it's like, I couldn't be that. I couldn't come in and pretend I wasn't something. So that, see, because the idea is, okay, people from other, that aren't used to that kind of stuff, come to your church then, and you kind of get them hooked. And then you, on Sunday night and Wednesday night, when nobody's there, or, or special meetings, you can kind of, and it's like, what would I want to do that for? I won't, I won't, I, 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 and then I, I tell you what, there's a pastor over in Georgia, and he said this, I tell you, I loved it. He said, we're going to speak in tongues every service, just so when they come in, they'll know what we're about. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I got, I got, I tell you what. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I don't know how I got off there, but thank you, Jesus. So, uh, and you know, one of the important things, if we're going to, if we're going to really flow in praise and worship, is we got to turn our mind off. Like Pastor said this evening, we got to cast our care. We got to say, no, 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 no. Because, boy, don't the devil want to talk to you right before you're, when you're trying to praise and worship. He wants to talk to I mean, if nothing else, he'll tell you, you forgot to turn the cough pot off. And your house is going to burn down while you're in church. And you know, James Spann said that bad weather was coming in. And you know, I wonder if we're under tornado warning right now. And you know, this is just a metal building. Oh, my, 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 my. You know, I mean, it don't matter. He'll think of something to talk to you about. Hallelujah. And then he says, well, look, look, look there's not hardly anybody here. Because it seems like on Sunday morning we start. seems like, you know, a lot of times we come and I go, where is everybody? By the time I get up here, it's like, wow, where'd y'all come from? <laughs> but he'll talk to you about it. Or maybe it's just the pastor's wife he talks to about. Well, there's nobody here. Amen. And, uh, and you know, I don't know what, but see, we got to learn to turn our mind off. Hallelujah. You never get in the spirit with your mind. It's not designed to go there. You got to turn it off. Like once that person said, cut off your head. Pastor says you only need it for identification anyway. <laughs> yeah, really. See, you're supposed to be thinking with your heart, thinking with your spirit, listening, listening with your spirit. Listening with your spirit, not trying to figure it out with your head, but believe it through and don't think it through. Amen. Amen. And then I want to talk about Thanksgiving. Uh, to, Thanksgiving is a tool for creating an atmosphere. And you know, we mix these. We praise and worship and give Thanksgiving, and it all kind of flows together. So we'll read some scriptures on Thanksgiving. 2 Corinthians 4.15. But I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, my people aren't being thankful enough. My people aren't being thankful enough. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.15, do you thank Him for all the little things? Hallelujah. Do you thank Him for the little things? I'm just reminded myself right now. Not just, oh, thank you, Lord, you saved me. Thank you, Lord, you baptized me in the Holy Ghost. Are you thankful for tongues? Do you thank Him that you can speak in tongues? Hallelujah. Do you thank Him for the little things? Did you thank Him that you can breathe today? Hallelujah. I know one minister said, you know, if my leg's hurting, I just thank God my arm's not. Thank you, Lord, my arm's not hurting. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Do you thank Him that you didn't have a headache today? I mean, did you just thank Him, hallelujah, that you paid your bills another month and you survived it? <laughs> hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Mm. We ought to thank Him for the little... For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, rebound to the glory of God. Rebound. Thanks, the thanksgiving of many will rebound to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 
You think Thanksgiving might bring the glory in? That's what it sounds like to me. 2 Corinthians 9, 12. For the administration of the service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Not a few thanksgivings every once in a while, and not, well, we thank Him on November, the fourth Thursday of November. No, but many thanksgivings. Many thanksgivings. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. How many times do we pray, but when we get finished, we don't thank Him for it? Got to get a new plan. Hallelujah. We pray, and then we don't thank Him. Uh, Colossians 2, 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So all in with our prayers, we're supposed to be mixing in thanksgiving, aren't we? Okay, I want to read you some scriptures on singing and praising. Exodus 15, 21, sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. 1 Chronicles 16, 9. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Praise God. Psalm 13, 6. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. He's been bountiful with you. He has been so bountiful with you. The very fact that you live in America is just automatic that he's been bountiful with you. The fact that you heard the gospel. There's people out there that never heard it. He's been bountiful with you. The fact that after you got saved, then you heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's so many people that have never heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's been bountiful with you. The fact that you... There's so many people that don't, don't know about the faith message and don't know how to release their faith. Hallelujah. He's been so bountiful with you. And we have so much, like Pastor said, by, the, by, by every standard of every other nation in the world, every person in this building is very, very rich. Amen. Those Iraqis, they would think. I, I know uh, there was a Russian minister over here about a month ago from Russia with the Avery's church. And I went into Sam's Club, and they were in Sam's Club with Dina. And... Uh, Man, they were just like, I mean, Sam's Club is something for Russia. Because in Russia, you go to a, a little shop that's under a flat. You know, they have these apartment buildings, and the bottom, the bottom uh, floor is shops. And you go in a shop, and you might have to go into ten shops to find dinner. Because in this shop, they might, today, they might have eggs and pickles and... Shoes, yeah, or something. And then you go in this shop, and today they might have onions and, and uh, I don't know. But, no, uh, you know, one shop might have three or four things. And then you go to the next shop. And so, man, they go into Winn-Dixie, and they go, my word. Praise God. You know, we got ten varieties of green beans. Ten different brands. Hallelujah. So we're, we're, we got a lot to be thankful for. He's dealt bountifully with us. He has dealt so bountifully with us. The acknowledgement, because this nation as a whole, 
not everybody in it, but as a whole, is been built on the foundation of God and acknowledges God. He has dealt bountifully with this whole nation. And we have, that's why inventions, they don't, they don't make inventions in Japan. They steal our technology and go, multi, and go manufacture it in gross quantities. They didn't invent the VCR. They stole that and, I mean, not steal it, but they take it. You know, I was heard one time that Russia would buy those Mattel C&C toys and take the computer chip, take, import Mattel C&C. That's a toy we give our kids to play with. Take the computer chip out of it, and they use that in their country. They got to take our toys to do anything. It's just like Iraq. Iraq, you know, you go over there and you go, man, it's, they're big and they're tough. It's all talk. It's a house of cards. And that's the way Russia is. You, we could take them out. I can tell you, we, they, they call it superpower. Boy, they're a superpower. We could take them out in two weeks flat. The whole thing. We could set ten cases of vodka on the... And we could, we could take them out because they, I'm telling you, they're all, all the men. They're all alcoholics. The great majority, I'm not exaggerating. The God has dealt so bountifully with our nation because we've acknowledged God. Amen. We got to keep acknowledging Him. And you know, you and I have to make up for all those that aren't. All the naysayers. You know, it's a real small percentage, but it was them that was out in the streets. They do all the talking. I've noticed the ones that are pro-God kind of keep their mouth shut. and We do, don't we? And the ones that are anti get out in the street and burn flags and do all that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. Well, we need to be more, give more thanksgiving to God. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. And I'll just go back on that a little bit. When I was a little Christian, not baptized in the Holy Ghost and didn't even know about these things, the thing that put the hook in my mouth was a couple from Roscoe, Texas, and it wasn't because they were pretty or smart. In fact, he had had an a aneurysm and never had got everything back from having the aneurysm. But they walked up and down the hall of my grandmother's house and their conversation out of their mouth all the time was, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I am like, I never heard anybody say, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, all the time. I mean, it was like... I had just gone to a church. We never said praise. We didn't even say praise God, thank you, Jesus, in church, much less just walking up and down the hall. Hallelujah. So what a testimony if we would get the thanksgiving of God coming out of our mouth. Hallelujah. Just in the workplace and just in the grocery store. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know we go into stores sometimes and pastor, they'll say, well, how are y'all doing today? And pastor will say, we are, or he'll say something like, great, I am awesome. And they, they really look funny. And they actually say, well, we hadn't heard that today. They hadn't heard that today. Hallelujah. That's just because you hadn't been there. Amen. Because that's what you say too, right? Amen. Where was I? What was the last scripture I gave? 
Psalm 21, 13. Be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So will we sing and praise thy power. Psalm 30, verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. You know, just it's, it's kind of like what this is saying is, every time you think about how good he is, how bountiful he is, how holy he is, how righteous he is, every time you think about his power, every time you think about anything to do with God, just give him thanks for it. Hallelujah. That just means all the time, every thought you have, hallelujah, you can just thank him for it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God you, you got a brain. You got a mind. Amen. There's people, there's people that don't tonight. Amen. Psalm 57, 7 and 9. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Are you filling your house with praise? Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. We walk through our house saying that all the time. I, was, I walk through the church praising God when nobody's here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, filling things up. Just fill in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I could do more, though. Verse 9, I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. The nations are the heathen. So when I get out among the heathen, I sing. I praise. Now, I get on to pastor. You know, we'll go to Dillard's. I'm looking for a dress or something. He'll be, I'm like, could you lower it about a notch or two? You know, please. You know, but hallelujah. Get out among the nations and sing and praise God. And hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 111, 1. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Hallelujah. With my whole heart. Not half hearted, not with a little. Hallelujah. No, I stir up my whole heart. And you know what? I don't ask myself if I feel like it. And you know, maybe it's easier for me. Because I go like, well, I'm the pastor's wife. I do. And I was like, I need to set an example. So I don't ask myself if I feel like it. But some of you need to realize that you have responsibility too. And quit asking yourself if you feel like it when you come into church. I mean, Kevin doesn't get to say... Well, do you feel like it today? Do you? It's not an option. The musicians don't get to say, do you feel like it? Amen. No, we don't get to say that. We just, we don't even ask ourselves. We just get in there. Just get in there with both feet. Just get in there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And get our hearts stirred up. Get our hearts stirred up. Because, you know, I don't always come to church with my heart stirred up. I do sometimes. Most of the time I do. But I don't always come with my heart stirred up. And sometimes I come with it stirred up and something pours cold water on it. Between the time I walk in the door and by the time church starts. Sometimes. Anybody ever pour rain on your parade? Hallelujah. Psalm 112, 1. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Blessed is the man who fears God and delights in his commandments. You get blessed for delighting in the word. You get blessed. You get blessed when you're a delighter in the things of God. I guess that means if you aren't a delighter, you don't get blessed. You get less blessed. I can tell you it does mean that. Hallelujah. 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 
I'm blessed. Are you blessed? I'm blessed. I'm a delighter. Hallelujah. Well, Kevin, come up here and we'll, uh, hallelujah, I got two more pages. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to get blessed tonight. Amen. So uh, some more, I want to get blessed some more. So let's, let's, let's don't, ask, don't ask yourself whether you feel like.